0: Okay, so what we will do is uh, we have done Canto four, Chapter twenty eight. We have done up to uh, text twenty eight. So we will continue uh, from text twenty nine. I will take up the question later. Hmm? <clears throat> so last time what we had done was Puranjana gave his body while remembering his wife, and consequently in the next life he became a very beautiful and a well situated woman. He took his next birth as a daughter of King Vidharva in the very house of the king. So starting from text 29. It is fixed that Vidharvi, daughter of King Vidharva, was to be married to a very powerful man, Malaya an inhabitant of the Pandu country. After conquering other princesses, he married the daughter of King Vidharva. Today morning, only I was discussing with someone what happens is the kind of birth that are taken. How do the births happen? Uh, the, it's like this, it's like a peak. Okay? The peak is supposedly the man's birth, supposedly the man's birth. And uh, the man, when he takes the birth, he has a choice of getting out of that entire cycle of rebirths. You get out of the rebirth cycle and then you can go towards liberation. But let us say that he has done some good work, some sort of a work that is needed in this world and there is some amount of karma still balance. The next birth comes in the form of a woman's birth, which is what we have understood. Even King Puranjana he has got a woman's birth that is called the name Vidharbi. Vidharbi is the name of that daughter of that king. So, King Malaya. now she is going to get married to King Malayadvaja. King Malayadvaja fathered one daughter who had very black eyes. He also had seven sons who later became rulers of the track of land known as Dravida. Thus, there were seven kings in that land. My dear King Prachina Parhita, the son of Malayadvaja... Gave birth to many thousands and thousands of sons. Yes. And all of these have been protecting the entire world up to the end of one Manu's lifespan and even afterwards. The great sage named Agatsya married the first born daughter of Malaya Bhaja. The avowed daughter of Lord Krishna. From her one son was born. Whose name was and from him another son was born whose name was Idmavaha After this the great saintly king Malaya divided his entire kingdom among his sons Then in order to worship Lord Krishna with full attention he went in a solitary place known as a Kulachala Just as the moonshine follows the moon at night Immediately after King Malaya departed from Kulachala, his devoted wife, whose eyes were very enchanting, followed him giving up all the homely happiness despite family and children. In the province of Kulachala, there were rivers named Chandravasa, Tamrapani and Vatodaka. King Malaya used to go to those pious rivers regularly and take his bath there, thus he purified himself. Externally and internally. He took... Uh, Megha is giving a call, I think uh, she doesn't know. <coughs> okay, just send her the invite. In the province of Kulachala there were rivers named Chandravasa, Tamrapani and Vatodaka. King Malayadvaja used to go to these pious rivers regularly and take his bath there thus he purified himself externally and internally he took his bath and ate bulbs seeds leaves fruits roots fruits uh, grasses and drank water in this way he underwent severe austerities eventually he became very skinny although austerity in malaya dhaja in body and mind gradually became equal to the dualities of cold and heat happiness and distress wind and rain, hunger and thirst, the pleasant and the unpleasant. In this way, he conquered all relativities. Now, uh, just uh, a small uh, information. What happens is, when you are used to a diet, which is made up of fruits and vegetables and things which are not at all like the cereals are not there, or even if you don't have, uh, say, wheat and rice and barley and so on and so forth, if you don't have this, and you, if your diet is only comprising of fruits and vegetables. Yes, no grains at all. At such point in time, the body is not able to manage it. Because it con- most of the f- uh, vegetables and fruits contain a lot amount of water and less amount of the sattva as we call it. So the body becomes very lean, absolutely lean. The amount of proteins that is required is non-existent in these kind of things and that is the reason why you will find that uh, a sort of a you will get a continuous motions and so on and so forth especially the leaves and all that if you eat so it is not advised for a person who is living in the grahas to eat only fruits and vegetables it is advised that they should go in for grains if you have seen that most of these uh, sacrifices that are done The sacrifices are done in the form of one is the grains are used most of the grains are poured inside they are those 9 different types of grains which also comprise of the Navagrahas if you you remember these are the 9 type of grains also what they do is while they are offering this we also perform animal sacrifices the animal sacrifices are done so that all the proteins and all are also available to human beings it is the sacrificed animal that has to be taken in. Not animal which is cut in the market and that is not required. What is, what is mentioned over there is a sacrificed animals to the gods or grains, fruits, nuts, vegetables, everything has to be taken in. But while a person goes to the third stage of his life which is called Vanaprastashram, it is advised that he goes in towards these kind of fruitarian diets. These are called fruitarian diets. You can go on fruitarian diets because at the end of it you are not supposed to last beyond a certain period of time. You are supposed to go towards sannyasa uh, and naturally you are, maybe you will eat some kandamula and God knows what all things. Yeah, and where out the body is, of course. So, this is the reason why it is mentioned like that. Okay. By worshipping, executing austerities and following the regulative principle, King Malayadvaja conquered his senses, his life and his consciousness. Thus he fixed everything on the central point of the Supreme Brahma which is Krishna. Now, one more special information about this is, what happens is, you will find that as as the body becomes older and as a person becomes spiritual in nature, the, most of the people suffer from what is called as uh, their emotions are very much in number, and uh, they become leaner by the day. Okay, this is because of the diet changes, the things which happen in their material world. See what was mentioned in this line. You will, if you follow it very closely, you will understand. By worshiping, executing austerity, these are austerities. What you are doing is actually called austerities and following the regulative principle regulative principle is dhoti nali and all those kind of you know you uh, you take a a pot and you pour it through this nostril and remove it out from the other nostril these are certain types of uh, things that are done you take a long piece of a gauze gauze you know that uh, what you tie up in uh, for the bandage as we call it bandage Okay, the bandage is slowly introduced in the mouth It goes right inside, okay. It goes right inside, and at the end of it, an entire lump is formed inside (coughs) the stomach, and then that is slowly pulled out. It is supposed to clean, okay. So, these are the different kinds of things that a person does, but I wouldn't recommend it to anybody over here, okay. The disclaimer is down there do not try this at home. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so don't try it at all. So these are certain principles that are executed. King Vaja conquered his senses. When you are under such type of extremities, what can you do at that point in time? You are focused in your material world always, isn't it? There it is wife, children, kingdom, this, that, so many things. And now it is about your body. When you are going into the jungles and when you are doing this kind of austerities, your focus is on the body only, isn't it? Because you are going 20 times to the loo, you are doing all sorts of things which are which, which are definitely going to keep you out of circulation. Alright? So at that point in time, your body, you are only focused on your body. Because you are losing weight, everything is going wrong. At that point in time, you have to start controlling your senses. The senses are the first thing that gets affected. Okay? Okay? It's like, uh, if you see some of these videos on YouTube and if they are very dangerous to look at and it is given over there, you know, ki, you know this, there is a certain content which is very, uh, not should not be seen or, you know, it's a very dangerous content. I mean, there is a disclaimer, like that, the disclaimer is there here also, that don't see, alright? So don't hear, don't, don't do this and don't do that. So if we have to get rid of our senses first. First it is the senses and then it is the body's consciousness body consciousness has to go away because you are more focused on what is happening oh I am becoming sick by the day this is happening, my bones are showing you got what I am saying all this keeps on playing on your mind and that is the reason why you need to first overcome the senses and then the mind and then you reach the state of the consciousness even the consciousness that I am the body this is a consciousness we have. I am the body. I am living in the jungle. There are so many animals. You understand? This is how the whole thing is. And it has to be slowly eliminated by means of sadhana. Thus he fixed everything on the central point of the Supreme Brahma. Central point of the Supreme Brahma. It is called the heart chakra. It is nowhere else besides the heart chakra. Okay? You, If you focus on any other portion in your being, it is not going to help you. Krishna's domain is on the central part of the chest. Okay, the central part of the chest, uh, uh, right to left, both, both the places. Okay. And the domain is like that, depending on what kind of deity that you are praising in that particular point in time. As you come down, the deity changes. So he started, he fixed everything on the central point of the Supreme Brahma, which is called Krishna in this way he stayed immovable in one place for 100 years by the calculation of the demigods after this time he de- developed pure devotional attraction for krishna the supreme personality of godhead and remained fixed in that position king malayadhaja attained perfect knowledge by being able to distinguish the super soul from the individual soul this is a state that you come to i will finish the line and then i'll come back to it the individual soul is localized Whereas the super soul is all pervasive, he became perfect in knowledge that the material body is not the soul, but that the soul is the witness of the material body. See here in this line, it is very clearly given that the moment you think that there is a soul trapped inside the body, you call it the individual soul or the jeev atma, atma, jeev atma. It is individual soul trapped inside the body, but Is there anything trapped? How can you trap God inside a body? You cannot. Atma is Godhood, isn't it? So you cannot trap God inside a body. So the first thing that you overcome is the knowledge which tells you, I am not the Jeevatma. And then you start moving towards the Paramatma. That means you decimate your body, decimate your body and move towards the Divine. Start seeing God in everything, got it? God is everywhere, stop seeing the God that is supposed to be in you, start seeing God in everything and you are a part of that. Then what happens? Once you have become that, then you see the body as just an appendage, just it is there in that. So this is what he says, he becomes perfect in knowledge, the knowledge becomes perfect. What is the perfect knowledge? that there is only paramatma and there is no jivatma the paramatma is the only one okay this is the supreme knowledge and that the material body is not the soul there is no connectivity with the soul it is like uh, one small kida in that big ocean okay so you can consider yourself as one small bubble in the big ocean there is nothing like that okay so but that the soul is the witness of the material body Somebody is witnessing. Who is witnessing? We can project ourselves as the self and look at ourselves from outside. So we become our own witness. In this way, King Malayadvaja attained the perfect knowledge because in his pure state he was directly instructed by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. By means of such enlightening transcendental knowledge, he could understand everything from all angles of vision. What do you mean by all angles of vision? See, what when we say that, what are the various kinds of visions that we have? First and foremost, you are inside the body. You are seeing from inside, outside. Correct? You see inside to outside, so your eyes are watching something. Then you do meditation. You are closing the outside vision and you are seeing inside. Correct? Then you move inwards. After that, you see inside as outside. You, see, as if you are projecting the inside towards the outside. That means the individual jiva or the jivatma is now projecting as the paramatma, as a part of the paramatma. Did you understand? And when you are seeing yourself as a part of the paramatma, you stand outside your body and look at yourself inside. So did you see how the vision has changed? Inside to outside outside to inwards inwards to we are moving outwards from outwards you are seeing inwards you see the whole point and now once you do this then you see that the whole vision everything inside or everything outside is one and the same so there is neither inside nor outside so no inside, no outside. So this kind of change in the vision is what happens to the individual. <clears throat> so King Dwaja could thus observe that the super soul was sitting by his side and that he as the individual soul was sitting by the side of the super soul. Since both were together, there was no need for separate interests, thus he sees from such activities. Okay, this also needs some understanding. See what happens is, when you look at God, I told you, you can see Him from far. You can come close to Him, you can surrender at His feet, or you can sit next to Him. Now when you sit next to Him, what is the kind of relationship we are talking about? More like a friend. You know, you sit next to your friend and say, hi, hello, how are you, all that kind of a thing, isn't it? Or, the other relationship is when your eyes are literally focused on him and then you become more like a husband and a wife. That kind of a relationship. Or, you have a girlfriend or a boyfriend type of a relationship. Husband and a wife is more a relationship based on transactions. Transactional relationships. Where a wife looks upon a husband to be the provider, I am talking about olden times, okay? <laughs> so, let us talk about olden times, how they used to see, they look upon the prananath, mujhe dekh rahe hai, and like that, okay? So these kind of things we may be saying. So, you are looking up to him as a provider. Today, when Krishna is changing, Krishna is changing into Krishna Kali, and then into an Kali avatar, then you become completely dependent on her. You are not depending on him anymore. So there is a change in the whole thing scenario happening just now. So you can look at him as a husband and a wife or a, or a, or a boy and a girl type of a relationship. The last kind of relationship is where, not last, second last, is where you merge in him. When you merge in him, you don't have identity. No identity left. Then what is left over there? No ego. You can't see him. You are merged in him everything comes to a standstill this is the state of the Brahma this is the state of the Brahma where you are not non-existent entity no but not there at all or the last the last relationship is like the highest of the devotee highest of the devotee the highest of the devotee is unconditional love unconditional love, single pointed devotion, that's it, nothing beyond that You look upon him to be everything of yours. This is the highest. So there is a change in all these things. King Malaya Dhaja could thus observe that the super soul was sitting by his side and that he as an individual soul was sitting by the side of the super soul. Since both were together, there was no need for separate interest. Thus he ceased from such activities. The daughter of King Vidarbha accepted her husband in all in all as the supreme. She gave up all the sensual enjoyments and, in complete renunciation, followed the principle of her husband, who was so advanced that she remained engaged in his service. The daughter of King Vidarbha wore old garments and she was lean and thin because of her vows of austerity. We have again come to the same lines where you see she wore, she wore old garments and she was lean and thin why she wore over garments that is because when you move into the spiritual world you do not tend to look after i want something new or i want this or i want that you take what is available that is there for you like take take the example of gautam buddha gautam buddha walked out with one single pair of clothes on his body when he walked out with one single pair on pair on his body what did he do he used to through all the old tattered clothes that were lying all over the place. Then, with a single needle type of a thing, he would sew pieces together. Pieces. One piece after another, he used to sew pieces of small, small pieces of cloth together and make a very big piece of garment. Okay? He was the first originator of what is today called as the Kantha stitch. People mix up Kantha stitch as something else. What they do is they take a brand new sari and on top of it they put colored thread on it and they say this is called Kantha stitch. That is not called Kantha stitch. It is you are are doing that embroidery on that. That is American or British way of doing embroidery on the cloth. That is not Kantha stitch. Kantha stitch would be when you join two pieces of cloth and you sew them, you know, how the uh, cobblers sew that, uh, you know, pieces which are torn together, that, you know, how you would put one stitch like this, like this, like this, round, 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 round. That is Kantha stitch. Unfortunately, this, this thing was completely misrepresented when, uh, when they introduced. And now this, this was introduced in... I'm sorry, this is a side track again. <laughs> Rabindranath Tagore introduced this art in his school. Shanti Niketan. You must have heard of Shanti Niketan, isn't it? So in Shanti Niketan, what he did was, he took something which is called today, because uh, Gandhiji and everybody used to use all this called, is unbleached cloth. Unbleached woven cloth was there, no, white uh, It's a off-white color cloth that is there. So, take unbleached woven cloth and then run a stitch on top of it and create an entire embroidered pattern on the entire sari or the garment. Yes. Embroidered pattern on this sari. Okay. This was done with one or two color threads. Black or white. Now, white color on and off-white will look really very nice. This is... Now, this technique is a combination of multiple techniques I'm sorry, am I being boring over here? No, no? Okay, I will tell you what the techniques are. One is called the shadow technique which is called tepchi. Shadow technique is used, uh, those who know Lucknowi chicken, you know Lucknowi chicken. The Lucknowi chicken way of weaving, I mean uh, running the threads, is. Co- they have a very subtle technique which is called tepchi. Alright? And there used to be another technique which is called, you take the piece of cloth, okay, you take a piece of cloth, on that you put one tracing. Tracing, you know, how we used to trace designs. So put a tracing on top of it, and then with a very, very thin needle, you make the designs with the, on the tracing itself, with colored thread. Now this is a technique which is nowadays they i'm sure you know the bangladesh was the place bangladesh was the place where they started these techniques okay now it is famous in west bengal all right so all those uh, saris that you get the west bengal cotton saris used to call (laughs) so those are there those these are the techniques which were incorporated in this shantini ketan into one technique which is today called the kantha sari, kantha stitch. Alright? So, I have, uh, okay, a long story. <laughs> so, <laughs> that is how it becomes. So, so the daughter of King Vidharba wore old garments, like my friend Buddha. And she was lean and thin. And because of her vows of austerity, vows of austerity, a person doesn't eat, too much, like I told you, they take little little grains, little this, little that and all that. Since she did not arrange her hair, it became entangled and twisted in locks. Now, when you don't tie your hair properly or you don't comb them, what happens is, it becomes knotted. Especially when you wash your hair, when you wash your hair and the hair is not open for drying, all the old muck and the grime in the head is getting the hair sticking to each other. This is actually a very dangerous condition but in olden times the Babaji's and all those Swamiji's and all they would have a matted locks. Matted locks is because water and all is going through that and it is not getting dried properly it is sticking because of all the unnecessary stuff that is there in the hair. This is Uh, There is a very strange behaviour in northern uh, Karnataka. Uh, This is uh, a technique, this is a thing which is now being banned in India. Uh, Now this is called Devdasi. You know Devdasi, you must have heard of this Devdasi movement. There is temples called Yalamma temples. There is a Devi called Yalamma. So what they do is they take a young girl, very young girl they will take her and get her married to the god God over there. When she gets married to the god, she believes that that god is her husband sort of. Alright? The same thing is done. The hair is not allowed to get combed. After some time, it becomes knotted and it becomes very entangled. And because it gets knotted and entangled, they say that you have now become devadasi. The Das of the God. Okay? And then this woman is sold to the highest bidder. She is sold to the highest bidder. So there are people who bid for this kind of things. They buy this kind of women. And then they use them as sex slaves and all that. And then this movement has been banned. This is a very ancient movement. This is the misuse of religious principles. But then you can't blame these people because they have very narrow-minded views. So this is something which uh, I'm sure, you know, you will find it in some of the villages somewhere. So, her hair became entangled and twisted in locks. Although she remained always near her husband, she was as silent and unagitated as the flame of an undisturbed fire. This is what normally women do, those who are following the path of their, their husband who has become a sage. They keep quiet, silently work around him. If you see, Ramakrishna Paramahansa's wife, Sharda Devi, used to be just like a person right around him, but nobody saw her. She was always there, but nobody saw her actually. The daughter of King Vidarbha continued as usual to serve her husband and who was seated in the study posture until she could ascertain that he has passed away from the body. The body becomes straight that is we are sitting in a very very straight position and after some time the soul or supposedly the soul it passes away from the head being now alone and a widow in the forest the daughter of king vidarbha began to lament incessantly shedding tears which soaked her breast and crying out very loudly oh sorry i missed out a line while she was serving her husband by massaging his legs she could feel that his feet were no longer warm and could thus understand that he had already passed from the body. She felt great anxiety upon being left alone. Bereft of her husband's company, she felt exactly as the deer's feel upon being separated from its mate. Being now alone and a widow in that forest, the daughter of King Vidarbha began to lament incessantly, shedding tears, which soaked her breast and crying very loudly. Oh, best of the kings, please get up, get up, just see the world surrounded by water and infested with rogues and the so-called kings. This, water, this world is very much afraid and it is your duty to protect. The most obedient wife thus fell down at the feet of her dead husband and began to cry pitifully in that solitary forest. Thus the tears rolled down from her eyes. She then prepared a blazing fire with firewood and placed a dead body of the husband upon it. When this was finished, she lamented severely and prepared herself to perish in the fire with her husband. My dear king, one Brahmana who was old friend of the king Puranjana came to that place and began to pacify the queen with sweet words. The Brahmana inquired as follows, Who are you? Whose wife or daughter are you? Who is the man lying over here? It appears you are lamenting for his dead body. Don't you recognize me? I am your eternal friend. You may remember that many times in the past you have consulted me. The Brahmana continued. My dear friend, even though you cannot immediately recognize me, can't you remember that in the past you had a very intimate friend? Unfortunately, you gave up my company and accepted a position as enjoyer in this material world. My dear gentle friend, both you and I are exactly like two swans. We live together in the same heart, which is just like the Manasa, Manasa Lake. Although we have been living together for many thousands of years, we are still far away from our original home. Now remember the story where the king is saying, I am sitting next to the super-soul. It's the same story here, we are repeating over here. Now the super-soul has come to her. And is saying that, see, we used to live in the same place, which is called the heart. So we are living in the same place. You used to sitting next to me. Correct? So he is saying the same thing. So we have been living together for thousands of years. And we are still far away from the original home. Where is the original home? The, the original home is the Goloka. <laughs> the Goloka. My dear friend, you are now my very f- same friend. Since you left me, you have become more and more materialistic. And not seeing me, you have been travelling in different forms throughout the material world, which is created by some woman. Who is this woman who has created this world? Prakriti. Isn't it? Prakriti has created this world. So the woman has created this world. And see, you have been trapped in this life continually, going from one life to another, to another, to another, to another. Alright? In that city, the material body, there are five gardens. Am am I doing it correctly? Hmm. Nine gates, one protector, three apartments, six families, five stores, five material elements and one woman who is the lord of the house. He is describing the entire body to her, (laughs) okay? So if you see, what are the things that he is talking about? The senses, the sense organs, you see. Where the number five comes, remember these are senses and the sense organs. Then there will be a figure which is, the gates are coming. Gates we described last time, if you remember all the gates, okay. Then there are three regions, three regions we have. The dev-lok, the Lok, the bhubhuva, The three lokas that are there. Then what does he describe? Six families. What are the six families? The, sensual or the senses have different families. They go in different, different families. Okay? Five stores. What kind of stores are there? These stores have all their goodies stored in them. That is, there are different kinds of tastes also. There are different kinds of sounds also. All these are stored, isn't it? five material elements and one woman who is the lord of the house he is describing it to her, herself alone my dear friend, the five gardens are the five objects of sense enjoyments and the protectors of life air five sense enjoyment, these are the things that are there what are they? eyes, ears and all that protector of life air, prana which passes through the nine gates Prana passes through the nine gates, that is the nostrils, ears, mouth, eyes and so on and so forth. There are nine gates total. The three apartments are the three chief ingredients, fire, water and earth. The six families are the aggregate total of mind and five senses. The five stores are the five working sensory organs. I told you, no? in every sensory organ there is something stored over there. I told you. Like in the, in the tongue, we have different tastes stored over there, isn't it? So you say, oh, this is sweet tasting. Uh, those who have studied science will know that, you know, different portions of the tongue are the different kinds of tastes. Correct? You will find that somewhere it is sweet, somewhere it is salty, somewhere it is... So these are the different storehouses of these kind of things. Alright, then he says... This transact, they transact their business through the combined forces of the five elements which are eternal. Five elements we know, earth, wind and all that, okay, which are eternal. Their transaction happens through them. Like the smell comes with the wind, isn't it? You are going through uh, a place and suddenly uh, when the when the air blows, you get a smell in the air, isn't it? Like that, water. Like when you are eating fruit, you get the taste, isn't it? So everything in this, so this, the air is responsible for the smell, the water is responsible for the taste. All these elements that are there, the five different elements are responsible for one particular kind of thing happening. Behind all the activity is the soul. The soul is the person, is an enjoyer in reality. However, because he is now hidden within the city of the body, he is devoid of knowledge. Now what is this soul that we are talking about? See, everybody mistakes this soul as what we say as Atma. No, it is an entrapped identity, entrapment has happened. It is hidden inside the body. So we call it the jiva or the jivatma. Actually, the term jivatma is again a misnomer or an Atma is a misnomer. It should be called only as a jiva because it's a thing which is entrapped inside supposedly. So behind all the activity is the soul. Everything is happening in the domain of the super-soul, isn't it? Because everything is happening in the domain of the super-soul, so we believe that I am separate from God. It's our belief system which is there. We believe I am separate from God and because I am separate from God, I have a separate soul. And now this soul believes he is trapped inside the body. However, because he is now hidden within the city of the body, he is devoid of all knowledge. So every time when, the, when this entrapment happens, what happens? Person gets covered by maya. Covering happens. So he feels he is trapped inside the body. My dear friend, when you enter such a body along with a woman of material desires, you become overly absorbed in sense enjoyments. Okay, now, this may not go down palatably to people because people believe that a woman and a man are separate you know they one is superior one is inferior those who believe in this will not want to you know will say oh but this is this is all biased let me give you the understanding of this verse in a different way what happens is my dear friend when you enter such a body along with the woman of material desires The term woman over here is all about trap entrapment, entrapment, okay. There is no man or no woman as such. In the hierarchical form of lives that are there, in the hierarchical form of lives that are there, every man is also a woman, is also a man. Both are one and the same. There is no differentiation between the two choice is that from a man's life you can get release but a woman's life is full of entrapment first is she is an entrapment for somebody else ok think about it I want you to think about it what is, why is a woman entrapment for somebody else a woman may not do anything but while we were doing this Sai Satcharitra at that point in time when the, when the lady, her veil goes slightly ahead, when that lady has come to meet Sai Baba, the veil goes slightly ahead and this gentleman just looks at her face that one instant. In that one instant, entrapment has happened. It's like an enticement. Oh, come and look at me, come and look. The woman is not doing anything. But just that one little action has trapped that being so she is called this so because she is called the woman of material desires everybody desires a woman okay so you will find everybody means every man desires a woman so she, they will look at a woman as a piece of entrapment something which is going to be my possession possessiveness like that so you want all the material desire, you become overly absorbed in the sense enjoyment. So sensual enjoyment happens. Sensual enjoyment happens if the person is devoid of senses, How what kind of a person is he? If a person is devoid of senses, you know what, what we call him? We call him hard-hearted person, don't we call him that? Hard-hearted person, right? When a person is otherwise getting, you know, he cries, he becomes soft, he feels bad, At such a type of a person is called an emotional person, isn't it? Emotions, yes, a sensitive person, a very emotional person. So the emotions are always linked to a woman. So. When a person becomes hard-hearted, believed to be a man, an emotional person is believed to be a woman, so on and so forth. So the sense enjoyment happens more on the emotional lines. So every enjoyment is a part of our desires. We desire some object and we want to have those objects. Because of this, you have forgotten your spiritual life. So Krishna is telling her, see, Because you went into this entrapment you have completely forgotten about your spiritual life. Due to your material conceptions you are placed in various miserable conditions. Why have you been put in that? You have due to your material conceptions. What is the material conception? We have ideas. Okay. Now material conception I will and make you understand through a different way. Let us say, what happens to a person when he sees an object? Now a person is seeing an object. What happens? He is perceiving it, isn't it? Perception is happening. Perceiving an object, that means basically you are looking at an object, you are perceiving, you can understand the object. Now how is the understanding happening? In the previous line we had done, there is a store house, five stores are there, isn't it? So in the eyes, there is a store of knowledge which identifies the object. Now perception has happened but possession has not happened. So here possession will happen when the mind comes into that place. So you watch your object with the eyes now look at a liquor bottle a bottle of liquor the bottle of liquor has its own tendencies isn't it it is intoxicating liquor is intoxicating it is known by literally everybody on earth correct but the bottle is not doing anything but a person looks at that bottle with his eyes Okay. it is only when the material conception happens conception means birth you know conception no so when conception happens the birth of a desire has happened so in the eye the birth of a desire because of the usage of mind happens and then you say to the bottle oh nice huh I am going to drink you and then you pour it out and then you drink it and then you get intoxicated this is what happens so understand perception so this is different than conception the idea gets developed in your m- mind and then it comes as a desire I want to have it so material desires come and then you get overly absorbed in sense enjoyment did you see these entire lines have been put in such a way did you get the lines? So, due to your material conception, you are now placed in the miserable condition. Think about it. Why is a person placed in the miserable condition? First, he uses his senses. We will go step by step. He uses his senses. When he sees or he hears or he dwells in the senses, at that point in time, he is perceiving an object. He looks at an object. He perceives an object can also mean hear and also means smell, taste, whatever, anything can happen. When that happens, the storehouse in that particular organ says, oh, this is imported liquor or something like that. Or he says, oh, this is a pan. You know, pan, it could be a pan. You know, the smell of a pan is very, very exciting. And uh, that is the reason why all these, uh, all these, Masala companies, no? They have that little bit of essence of pan in it. So, when you smell that, you feel like having it. Indians especially. Okay, foreigners, I don't know. <laughs> Indians, when they get that smell of a pan, they want to have a little bit of a pan. Okay, so this is what happens. So, you get that smell, or you... the little taste comes, or you can hear something. Immediately, we hit on to something, which is called, we are creating a conception. What is it? It's an exciting object. And then the desire has entered you. Desire has entered you. The moment desire enters you, you want to possess the object. The object has to be yours. And when the object becomes yours, you go in what is called as a sense enjoyment. And that is the place where everything is a fall. And that is the reason why he says you are placed in various miserable conditions. Actually, you are not the daughter of Vidarbha. Nor is this man Malaya Dvaja, your well-wishing husband, nor were you the actual husband of Puranjani. You were simply captivated in this body of the nine gates. So you have got trapped inside the body of the nine gates. Sometimes you think yourself as a man, sometimes as a chaste woman. Now did you understand? Now you will understand there is no woman or man over there. You believe you are this man or you believe you are the woman. One day I wrote a blog. The blog was about what you believe is what you are. So if you believe you are a woman, then you are going to change your attitude and you are going to behave like a woman. And then you will say, oh, I need to wear clothes which are womanish. And then they have that uh, wearing, what's they call, people call transgender or something like that, I don't know. Uh, So they they wear different kinds of clothes. Okay. And then they want to go undergo a sex change. Everything happens like that. People say that this is yeah, cross dressers, yes. (laughs) Cross dressers. So this kind of a sex change is there, and you will find that some of the people believe they have become a woman, some of them believe they have become a man, and so on and so forth. So do you understand? Sometimes you think yourself a man sometimes a chaste woman and sometimes a neutral eunuch so you think of yourself as like that these are words from the bhagavatam understand these words this is all because of the body which is created by the illusory energy who is the illusory energy maya devi is the illusory energy maya she is the one who creates the body and makes you think, oh, you are a beautiful person, you are a beautiful woman, or you are a handsome guy, something like that. This illusory energy is my potency. And actually, <coughs> both of us, you and I, are pure spiritual identities. Now, just try to understand this. I am trying to explain our factual position. Krishna is telling her, her nehi her bhi nahin, him bhi nahi. telling this entity over there. See, you sometimes think you're a woman. Sometimes you think you're a man. Sometimes you think you're a eunuch. Kuch bhi ho sakta hai. Tumko jo LGBT, a wo, jo, bolne ka hai bol sakte ho tum. Okay, so when you're thinking of this kind of a different, different positions, that time it what happens? Who's telling you? The body tells you so. And body is an illusory creation of mind, which is called Maya. Whereas you and I are only spiritual in nature. My dear friend, I, the super soul, the Krishna is saying, and you are that individual soul, are not different in quality. We are one and the same. Okay? And both of us are spiritual in fact my dear friend you are qualitatively not different from me in your constitutional position there is no difference between you and me in constitutional position okay just try to consider the subject those who are actually advanced scholars who are in knowledge do not find any qualitative difference between you and me and that is the reason why these scholars are called Brahmanyani. what do they say aham brahmasmi and all those mahavakyas of the vedas As a person sees a reflection of the body in the mirror to be one with himself and not different whereas others actually see two bodies. So in our material condition in which the living being is affected and not yet affected there is a difference between God and the living entity. Now, what is the line saying? When you look at yourself in the mirror do you see yourself as one looking at yourself? Yes. But when another person is watching you he sees you and he sees the image. Two people. Isn't it? But when we look at ourselves, we are only seeing. We make all those kinds of funny faces, you know. Oh, there is Oh, there is one big pimple over here. Come on. Or there is a, oh, white hair. I got one white hair. This is so bad. One white hair and it is so bad. How can that be? I have got too many white hairs. I am too bad. <laughs> no, nothing. See, this is how we look at ourselves. One teeth is gone. They blacken that teeth. You know that. So, <laughs> you have one dark hair. Okay, <laughs> one dark hair. So I got to see where is the dark hair. So this is what happens. So the person looks at himself only in the mirror, and he sees faults with himself, or he says, "Oh, I look so nice." You know, either this or that, but I look nice. I have a white hair, I look bad or I look good. It is I only, but whereas the person who is standing next to, okay. The normal human being will say, oh this is the person and that is the image. And the nyani says what, you know, nyani says that both are idiots. <laughs> the image also and the person who is standing in front of him is also an idiot because they don't understand who they are. See. That's the funny part. We don't understand who we are and we are looking at ourselves in the mirror. (laughs) So as a person sees the reflection of the body in the mirror to be one with himself and not different, whereas the other actually see two bodies, so in our material condition in which the living being is affected and yet not affected, there is a difference between God and the living entity. In this way, both swans live together in the heart. When the one swan is instructed by the other, he is situated in the constitutional position. This means he regains the original Krishna consciousness which was lost because of his material attraction. So when you look outside, you are lost in the material world. All the Kanchukas, all the coverings are there on top of you. You do not see me sitting next to you. But when you come inwards and you see the soul is sitting just next to you, then you realize that there is no difference between you and me. I and you are one and the same. That is, the super soul and the Jivatma is one and the same. There is no Paramatma and Jivatma like that. There is, oh, everything is one alone. So, because of that, you have this kind of a. My dear King Prachani the, the, sup, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the cause of all causes, is celebrated to be known indirectly. Thus, I have described the story of Puranjana to you. Actually, it's an instruction of self realization. So this is an instruction not for some other person, but for you and me alone. We are supposed to understand this whole thing as nothing but the idea called self-realization. This ends the chapter, which is the the chapter 4th canto, 20th chapter of the Srimad Bhagavatam. Entitled, Puranjana becomes a woman in next life. So what I will do is, before I take up the next chapter, I will see what questions have been mentioned over here. Okay, Brahmanyani, okay, one second, uh, uh, someone left, is it? Okay, all right, what is, the, what is the question? Brahmanyani knows and understands he does not do anything, meaning he does not do motivated action. Now, Brahmanyani actually has got one thing which he believes in, the knowledge of the Brahma makes him think that he is nothing don't mistake this two of devotee a devotee believes he is the smaller one god is the bigger one i am god's person who is a devotee. i have devotion for the lord a Brahmanyani is basically you can call him as an egotist person right in the beginning because he believes i know everything that is one then he says i am that you remember the word I am that he becomes that I am that in his world brahmanyana teaches him later on that he is nothing goes in the thing which the buddhists call as shunyata there is nothing over there to achieve nothing to gain nothing to lose I am nothing I am nobody that is what he always thinks so what he does does he do motivated actions nothing he doesn't want to do anything he just wants to be lost in the self. So most of the brahman yanis do not attempt to do anything. But the devotees of the Lord, they are very strange creatures. Please understand. The devotees of Krishna, they not only get lost in Krishna, they do Krishna's whatever bidding that he says, go and do this, he will do that. They also want to help everybody. Because they see Krishna in everything. Understand this. They have what is called as a life Surrendered to the Divine. So the ones who are the Krishna bhaks are devotees and each and every devotee they work hand in hand only for one cause. Only for one that is called Krishna alone. So the devotee is a very very helpful person. Works around with everybody as one. They consider this whole universe as one family. You know it is mentioned, no? It's called single family, one family alone. And that family is Krishna's family. So why should there be anything different? You got what I am saying? So a Brahmanyani normally has this action which is called I am nothing, I am nobody, I don't want to do anything. So that is the difference between a Bhakta and a Nyani. Then you have written, I think, one more question, is it? Uh, uh, Okay, you have said, but they say if you balance, if your balance of karma is more you are born a woman. Yes, that is exactly what I mentioned. There is an extra balance of the karma, so because of which there is something that she needs to do that is why uh, we we have done an entire discourse on this before if you recollect uh, why she has to go through the process of birth of the child and so on and so forth because there is a lot that she has to give back to the universe okay then i think guru has also written yeah nisargadatta maharaj mentioned when i see everything as myself that is love and when i see nothingness that is knowledge between these two of my life oscillates what does this mean see nisargadatta maharaj he had a guru okay this guru was not only an advaitist but he was a Dvaitist as well you can take the teachings whichever way you want to now in the book which is mentioned i am that it is more on the lines of Advaita, okay? But, I remember I told you his guru was Advaitist. So in his world he could do both, this as well as that. So you can be here and you can be there as well. The idea that I am this and I am that, that Advaitist philosophy is not accepted by Krishna's devotees it is because it brings a, a sense of i am what i want to become nothing in this world whereas a krishna's devotee is the greatest of his you know extensions remember in the lines where here he says you don't understand that both of us have been together into this Mm. my dear friend I am the super soul and you the individual soul are not different in quality we are not different at all for we are both spiritual in fact my dear friend you are qualitatively not different from me in your constitutional position also your constitutional position is not different than me just try to consider this subject those who are actually advanced scholars who are in knowledge do not find any quantitative difference between you and me this is the theory where they say that the supreme and me are one and the same this is one separate theory he says very clearly the advanced scholars say this I don't say this Krishna will never acknowledge this Krishna has, he always uses very funny words. You have to always understand what his language is. He is never going to commit. He doesn't want to commit over there that it is separate. Okay. So he will never do that. And that is the reason why he says only these is say like that. Okay. I don't say that. What do I say? I am sitting next to you. Okay. So as a person sees a reflection in the body to be one with himself and not different whereas others actually see two bodies and so is our material condition in which the living being is affected and yet not affected there is a difference between God and the living entity please understand there is always a difference between God and the living entity you cannot be one with the God this is a position taken up by only the advanced scholars only the brahman yanis. If Nisargadatta Maharaj believes I am that, it is Brahmanyana which is basically an analysis which says I am that, I and God are one and the same. No. Krishna is very clear in his undertaking. Please understand, there is a difference between a super soul and you. If you think you are me, then you better come in my position and sit over there. First and foremost, you don't know samba, ramba and all those dances. Oh, go udhar Golok, you have to karna partai tum bolega I am. That, that sir. Got the understanding. So the idea is you can either shuttle in this position or in that position. When you shuttle in that position, which is I am that position, ego ahankara comes in a person. You will never acknowledge God as greater than you. You'll always <coughs> consider him as you are same as me. And that is a time. Krishna does something very strange. You know what he does? He says, I want to dissolve you. I don't want you in my world. Dissolve and become nothing. You think you are nothing, no? Go, become nothing, go. <laughs> that is the reason why those who become nothing can never come back. Nothing can become something. <clears throat> so that is the reason why those who become buddha can never come back, no return journey, no t- return ticket but those who are lost in him as a devotee, they are always having return tickets. When we cricket, to you Stadium, stadium we to So, he always calls his team, okay? Whereas if you have completely lost, what happens? Where are you to call? No return address. What the point? No return address, dead dead post office. It's gone. Understand? So, that is the difference between these. So, I hope you got the understanding. So, we shall end over here and then we will do 29 tomorrow. Alright?